pun. Jane's pun, that is. Welcome to the St. Canard Files, a Darkwing Duck podcast. I'm your host, Will Santana, and... I'm Mike Russo, and did you put tinfoil in the microwave again? <laughs> I have actually did that once, Mike. Uh, I think I was a teenager. I had no idea you couldn't put a, like aluminum foil in there. <laughs> a big-ass explosion. Oh, oh my I god, cuss. really? Uh, let's start over, dude. I cuss. Dude, uh. That's ass is nothing. I've said it a couple of times, and your friends uh, on the video game episode, I think they said shit a bunch of times you didn't even catch. Uh. I wouldn't worry too much. Although although I, I almost stopped you. Because when you did the end, when you did the intro, you should have said Pond, James Pond, and you said James Pond twice. I said James Pond, James Pond, that is. Yeah. Okay. So it should be Pond, James Pond, that is. So it's a good thing you're stopping anyway, so that you can you can go back to that. All right, let's start over. <clears throat> okay. I knew what you were going for with that, but yeah. I wasn't about to stop you either, though. So say James Pond, James Pond, that is. No, you say Pond, James Pond, that is. Oh yeah, that's right. Okay. Yeah. Pond, James Pond, that is. Welcome to the St. Canard Files, a Darkwing Duck podcast. I'm your host, Will Santana, and... I'm Mike Russo, and did you put tinfoil in the microwave again? <laughs> you know what, Mike? That's a funny story. I actually did do that once as a teenager and blew up the microwave. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> That's I, funny, though. Yeah, I, I didn't know better, man. Oh, I, I just didn't know. <laughs> At least you didn't blow up your house. Yeah, I didn't blow up the house. I did blow up the mic. Well, it didn't blow up the mic per se, <laughs> but inside of the mic there was like a big old hole after that. It was it was no longer usable. <laughs> All right. So what's going on, Mike, man? What's going on with you? Um, I'm good. Um, you know, I wanted to mention the the week this one drops is Thanksgiving week and uh it's going to be an interesting Thanksgiving this year for sure with everything going on with COVID. I mean, we talked last year, my favorite Thanksgiving tradition is the parade, and they're still kind of doing it, mm-hmm. but, like, no crowds, no marching bands, no Broadway stuff. It's going to be super weird. Yeah. Um, I don't even know if I'm looking forward to it. And yeah. it's just... Yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be different. Uh, you know, I'll probably watch some football like I always do. I'll probably yeah. be up all night cooking because I do most of the cooking for us, and... Uh, uh, I know there's a big old controversy right now with the Charlie Brown stuff, the peanut stuff, but uh, I'm fine. I got the Blu-ray and I got yeah, me the, too. Yeah, and I got it on Voodoo, so I got it digitally, so I'm good to go either way. Um, if you really care about them, you'd already own them. Yeah, I don't care about the Black Friday not being no. open on Thanksgiving. I just hope it's online. I'll, I'll be okay with that because there's always a few things I like to get, you know. I think a few stores are not doing it this year, and I think it's smart. Mm-hmm. But I don't care either way because I don't go Black Friday shopping anyway. Yeah, I do a little bit, very little. I always get a, like a few things. I'm always out there like maybe an hour. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Okay. I, hit up, I guess it depends on what you want. Yeah, I, I probably hit up like two stores, and then the rest of it I do it online, man. Smart. Yeah. So that, that, that's about it for me for Thanksgiving. But um, Mike, man, uh, anything else you want to talk about before we get into this episode? Um. Not really, although I know you just um, got a big Darkwing item recently you purchased that you were looking forward to. What'd you get? Yeah, I got the Dangerous Currency all complete Woo! now. One book. One book. Nice. Nice. What's... How much did you pay for it? 75 That's great. Yeah, man. So now uh, the individual ones are up for sale because I don't want them individually. <laughs> yeah, I guess you don't need them. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I got that. Uh, I got my lunchbox today, too, man. My Darkwing lunchbox with the thermos. 
That that's, the one with, that's the one with the picture of Darkwing falling and Honker Launchpad and Goslin holding a net, right? Yeah. <laughs> they, they put the oddest imagery on the oldest Darkwing products, I swear. Mm-hmm. Like, like, I don't know about you, but I want bed sheets of Darkwing Duck getting out of bed in the morning. <laughs> like, that's what's on the bed sheets. <laughs> now, Mike, we normally don't do this, but I wanted to kind of do this because of this episode's production order, which you, you'll get into in a second. Yeah. Um. I noticed a few scenes from the opening credits yes, on this episode. Finally, finally. Is, this, is this the end of that? Or... This is the end of that. Okay, okay. So we'll, we'll, we'll probably mention it really briefly when we get to those scenes, but yes. I, I, was, I was really shocked. This, I was like, we're still seeing scenes from the credits? Well, this is a really <laughs> early episode. It makes sense. Okay. Well, what is this episode, Mike? What's the name it, of it? This one is called A Duck by Any Other Name, and for anybody who doesn't know what that's from... That's actually from Shakespeare, Romeo and Juliet. And the full line is, a rose by any other name would smell just as sweet. Um, so you didn't know that? No, oh, I did not know that. I'm not a Shakespeare guy, dude, at I, all. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not either, but I know most of this stuff just through pop culture. So, yeah, this episode is called A Duck by Any Other Name. Okay. All right. So what's our production air date order? Uh, this one originally aired Tuesday, February 18th, 1992. And do you want to guess how low in production this one actually is? Um, I'm going to guess early 20s. No. Maybe? Not that early? Lower. Lower. Uh, in the teens? Lower. Eight? Lower. Five? Lower. Four? <laughs> this is fourth in production wow. order. <laughs> the only other ones lower than this are water way to go in like blunt and dirty money. Okay. So it does make sense though. When, when you watch this episode, like even some of the dialogue and yes. Okay. Cause this in terms of just the order, which, you know, I always say, don't take it at face value, but let's, let's pretend mm-hmm. take it at face value. This would be the first appearance of Drake Mallard himself and his house. Mm-hmm. The first appearance of Honker Binky and Herb, the first appearance of Goslin. And the first appearance of Tuscanini and the Penguins. Mm. So this one is actually, if it aired earlier, we get a lot of new stuff in this one. But then again, this is airing so late anyway that it's not a big deal at this point. But it feels like an early episode, doesn't it? Mm -hmm, Definitely does. And I I think this might have been the second episode recorded because Darkwing's voice isn't quite there yet, is it? Nah, it's not quite there yet. I think the the animation is fine uh, for well, it being so early, but, you know, I could tell we'll it's still early. Yeah, we'll get yeah. to that. <laughs> and there's, there's a bunch of other ways you can tell it's early, and I'll point them out when we get to those, too. Okay. And uh, one thing I did notice, can I jump the gun a little bit? Sure. He did mention the like the, the type of gas he was shooting from the he gas did. gun. He, yeah. yeah, he doesn't, he doesn't really do that anymore. Mm-hmm. And um, story editor, this should be another tip-off. This is an early episode. It's Tad. Hey. And when you go back and look at the episodes, like, Tad was the story editor on, like, eight of the first dozen episodes. So this is not a shock at all. So he he was breaking in his baby then. Yeah. (laughs) Tad had a lot of control early on. And we're going to actually see his name pop up a lot in later episodes, too, as a story editor. He dropped off toward the middle and then kind of came back toward the end. Um, the writer is Pat Corcoran. Um, this, right, this is this person's only episode. Um, 
So it's it's all right. No, it's the writing is okay, but since it's such an early episode, I'm going easier on it. Okay. Because I, I think if it aired early amongst stuff like Apes of Wrath or mm-hmm. Getting Antsy, I think I'd appreciate it even more. It just doesn't seem as strong airing this late in the game. I think that's fair to not assess it with the because these characters have developed the episode, the show has grown so much for you to not count it yeah. against it being so early. I think that's fair. You know, I can't. It would be it would be cruel to like mm-hmm. rate it up against like Valentine Ghoul and Dead Duck. It's not fair. Yeah. And the animation, you know, let's spend a couple of minutes talking about this. Um, it was animated by Disney's France studio in Paris, um, which we haven't seen yet on Darkwing Duck. I think the animation might have been the reason why this episode and another one they did got delayed. I think it was an animation issue. Mm-hmm. Um, Disney France was founded by Disney in 1989. Among the things they also worked on was the DuckTales movie, was their first project. Mm-hmm. They did episodes of Tailspin and Goof Troop, the Winnie the Pooh Christmas special, um, a bonkers theatrical short, most of a Goofy movie, and then they moved on to helping out with some of the features. They worked on Hunchback, Hercules, Tarzan, Emperor's New Groove, and Fantasia 2000, actually. Mm-hmm. And they were shut down in 2003, so they were closed before the Japan and Australia studios. I like their stuff. It's not perfect, but it has a good polish to it, and that really helps the episode. What do you think? Oh, yeah, definitely, man. Uh, I, you know, for this one being early production, I actually like the animation, but... Uh... Uh, I know you're more, way more pickier than me, so we'll see how you rate it. <laughs> well, I think their drawings of Launchpad are really strong. I think That's, this is like the best Launchpad ever looked. Yes, definitely. Um, I agree with you on that. I definitely would co-sign that. LP looks amazing in this episode. Like there are some like definitive Launchpad drawings in this episode, like definitely. And I think they really, they really make Tuscanini come off as pretty dynamic and engaging in this one mm-hmm. too. Like I enjoy him in this episode. I like the way they did the penguins, man. The I penguins love, look pretty sharp. I love the penguins. We'll talk about we'll talk a bit more about the penguins when we get there. Okay. Um, right. I have a few things about those guys I want to say too. But I think um let's start talking about the episode. All right, and let's get into this one, plot. One thing I want to <laughs> mention before we really dive in, this is not the first time Launchpad has been mistaken for a superhero. This has happened before on DuckTales, remember? I'm trying to remember. It was, oh, when he was Gizmo. When he was the Gizmo episode, um a case of mistaken secret identity, which yeah. that episode doesn't make sense because everybody with half a brain should know he's not Gizmo Duck, especially <laughs> the nephews. This yeah. one makes a bit more sense. This early in production on Darkwing, when no one really knows who Darkwing is, to get confused that he's Darkwing, I buy it more in this episode. Uh, I probably should have asked you this off air, Mike, but uh, I'm going to go ahead and do it in our recording. Was Tom Lockjaw voiced by somebody else on this one? Yes, it's not. I could tell. Okay. Okay, I could definitely tell, but uh, we'll, we'll get into that when yes. we get there. All right. All right, so let's get into this plot. We got Tusker Nini. He's breaking into, I think it was like a museum. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he, he claims it's a crystal heist, but um, they're really after the diamond duck. But he's dressed like a Darth Vader slash Bane <laughs> to me. Yeah, it's, it's, definitely, <laughs> it's definitely a cheap Darth Vader costume. Okay. <laughs> like, you know, it's it's a big fat walrus in a Darth Vader costume. It doesn't exactly work. Uh, the penguins are kind of like stormtroopers, but not really. Mm-hmm. Like, they look kinda. more like astronauts a little bit. I think they're just trying to stay away from breaking copyright. And now that Disney owns Star Wars, it doesn't matter anyway. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but this episode really, like, it sets up who Tuscanini is. 
really well. And it makes me really wish this one had aired earlier on because mm-hmm. he goes right out and says, you know, someday the, the, the films of my crimes will be worth as much of the things I steal. Mm-hmm. And that's his character. And they don't really expand on that in later episodes. So you don't really get who he is. Mm-hmm. But here, here they lay it out for you right away, and you understand who Tuscanini is right away. Yeah. So, um, you know, he's he's filming this heist. Uh, the penguins. Uh, he's asked them. Then he asked them to stun them or something with a stun gun or something like stun that. Stun guns. They, they, yeah. They, they hit the guards with uh, hammers, mallets, knock them out. <laughs> yeah. So he gets the the diamond duck, and we get an entrance already. Okay. So this is how you know this is an early episode, super early episode, and this is why I think it was one of the earliest ones written. Darkwing precedes his entrance with demonic laughter. Darkwing only did that in that sinking feeling, and that was the first one written. Mm -hmm. And his entrance line is, I am the feathery phantom that haunts your nightmares. That's like one of the psych out, you know, Mm -hmm. intros. It isn't like the funny metaphor ones. Mm -hmm. And this is the episode that actually establishes the funny entrances, but that happens later. Yeah. So what happens next, Mike? He comes in. What next? Okay, he comes in and pops up in different spots, and Tuscanini runs off, and Darkwing calls to Launchpad, who's dressed as Darkwing Decoy. Mm-hmm. And the only other episode who do- that does this, too. Remember, a d- a Double Darkwings did this. Yeah, I didn't like that episode, though. No, I didn't like that one, either. They could have just done the Darkwing Decoy thing once, and I would have been okay with it. Yeah. Uh, so Launchpad chases after the Penguins, and Darkwing ends up fighting Tuscanini on the roof of the building. Mm-hmm. Who sees them fighting? Uh, Tom Lockjaw. Yes, this is not Scott Bullock. But I'm having a hard time figuring out exactly who it is. The two other voice actors in the credits are a man named David Lodge and Rob Paulson. This does not sound like Rob Paulson. No, so Paulson was the cameraman? I think Paulson was the cameraman. He does one, a couple of other voices later in the episode. But this has got to be David Lodge. Okay. Um, I don't really know much about him. He didn't do much Disney work. And most of his career seems to have been recently with video game stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, this is an early role for him. Um, I miss Scott Bullock, but he's okay. Tom Lockjaw gets lots of screen time in this one. You know I like Tom Lockjaw. Yeah, you do. <laughs> and, um, you know, he sees Darkwing fighting. He gets the cameraman up there. He's excited. He wants to make a network special about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and we get one of our two in uh, theme song scenes. Yeah, this is uh, the... the part. This is where the he falls off the ledge, right? Yeah, when he leaps back up and kicks Tuscanini's spaceship. Yeah, that that little U. It looks like a UFO. It is a UFO. <laughs> yeah, a little UFO. Um, he kicks the spaceship, gets a hold of the diamond diamond duck. Tuscanini leaves when he sees that people are watching, and Darkwing saves the day. Mm-hmm. And then Launchpad pulls off his mask and hat. Yeah. And uh, the camera crew gets a video of that. Yeah, they, they're they really excited about everything, you know, especially the Lockjaw guy. He He's just, he's loving this whole the scenario that's going on. Yeah, Lockjaw has a lot of energy in this episode. Mm-hmm. And uh, we cut over to the Mallard house where we meet Goslin. Yeah, uh, she she had a football helmet on. <laughs> yeah, you know what I think is adorable? As Launchpad's watching TV... Goslin and Drake are just running through the house. He's trying to catch her to put her to bed. Mm-hmm. And it's just a cute, like, it like a cute peek into their life. Yeah. You know, it's it's cute. And uh, Launchpad is watching Pelican's Island. That's where we hear uh, Rob Paulson doing Pelican's voice. 
Ah, so that was posted in there. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And yeah. But uh, the reporter, uh, Lockjaw, he he's reporting that they have uh, Darkwing's true his true identity. Oh, Darkwing freaks. Yeah, he's freaking out. But then he kind of flip flops again in a, in a minute. Well, <laughs> they show the footage of Launchpad removing his mask and hat, mm-hmm. and Drake calms down. And then gets mad that he's not getting the glory for it. Yeah. But LP clearly didn't want it, though. To no. To be fair. Yeah. isn't interested in the glory. Mm-hmm. Um, and Darkwing calms down. I mean, Drake calms down. He's like, ah, whatever. This will blow over. Nobody watches reruns of Pelican's Island. But who busses in, Mike, to oh, congratulate Her- LP? <laughs> Herb and Binky making, by production order, their very first appearance. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Long- Herb bursts into the room. They you know congratulate congratulate Launchpad, and and then the whole mess of reporters come running in. Oh yeah, they're, they're trying to get exclusive interviews with them and everything, you know. Yeah, <laughs> Drake just says secret identities stink. <laughs> like he's in a bad mood now. Yeah, but then it's the next day, Mike, and what does Drake see outside the window, man? That's not cool. Well, before <laughs> we get to that, I do love how bad he needs his coffee in the morning. Oh yeah. <laughs> like he's so tired he can he can't even pick him up stuff, stuff off the ground mm-hmm. and he's like coffee. <laughs> and, and he looks out the window after he drinks his coffee. Yeah, Goslin has set up a whole like convention outside in their backyard. Huge yeah. backyard by the way. Yeah. Um selling launch pad McQuack uh bumper stickers and t-shirts and all sorts of uh merchandise. Yeah, it looks like like an amusement park or a carnival or something going on out there, man. It's, everybody's having a blast. <laughs> yeah, how she did that herself is anyone's guess, but uh, he gets mad. He comes running out, scares everybody else away, and we do see Honker. Yeah. How many lines of dialogue does Honker get in this episode? I don't even remember hearing him once. I counted like two. Two? Okay. Yeah, but he's not this- now. Yeah, but he's disappointed in Goss and Honk. They they cashing in on this, you know? Yeah, he's like, et two, Honker. <laughs> oh, et two, that's Shakespeare, ain't it? That is Shakespeare, yeah. Oh, okay, see, mm-hmm. I'm not a Shakespeare guy, but I, okay, okay. Et two, Brute. <laughs> um, and then Goslin's like, you know, I'm just doing this for, like, public relations. And mm-hmm. Drake says, do I have stupid stamped on my beak? <laughs> <laughs> well, and, now that... This next scene, though, Mike, it, it, was he just trying to prove that LP wasn't DW when he starts going outside? And yes. He's dr- okay. Yes, because right. Launchpad's at the mall cutting a ribbon. Mm-hmm. So Darkwing figures if I stop a crime, everybody's going to know I'm – no, Launchpad's not Darkwing. Um, he does two things here that if you watched Let's Get Dangerous recently, you would recognize right away. Yep. First of, first of all, he swoops with his cape. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, he had trouble doing in that episode. And the first crime he tries to stop, two kids breaking into an apartment. But they're which, not breaking in. <laughs> no, it's their apartment. And the kid, um, one of the kids is another one voiced by Paulson. Okay. Dang, yeah. So Paulson was everywhere. When they get him, they get him for a bunch of little roles. And we get one of our theme song shots. Yeah, the um, that little roller was be- hitting him upside the hitting head. Hitting him with a rolling pin. And now this is the end of it. Now we've hit every theme song clip. Okay. At least until next season on ABC where they change it up big time. Okay. Um, so that's it. Goodbye theme song clips. We finally hit them all. 
Then we get the other scene that reminds me of Let's Get Dangerous is when Darkwing thinks moving men are robbing a house. <laughs> this goes really bad. It goes really bad. He's he's kicking their butts, and then they drop a fridge on him. <laughs> it didn't go as bad for Darkwing in the DuckTales episode, but mm-hmm. this time he really gets creamed. Now, this, this next scene, I got a little confused, Mike, because uh, he's out and about still, and then he sees a woman eating a chocolate bar. And he jumps to to this, I guess, what he considers a crime before she even dropped it, though. He was already out there, you know, like he he's way too eager. He's yeah. way too eager. He accuses her of littering. He's like really mean to her, too. Mm-hmm. So she belts him in the face with her purse and the cop arrests him. Yeah. So now he's thrown in jail. How many times has he been in jail now? This is let's see. Wait, Darkly Dawn's a duck. Um uh easy come easy grows adopticon double dark wing so this is number five <laughs> I, I think this is the last time which is funny enough this is the first time as far as the production goes mm-hmm. but this is number five and yeah he gets thrown in jail um i do like the animation here of him like jumping to the to the front of the um to the, the jail bars like i don't understand I'm the real dark wing duck and like the drawings are great yeah and then he turns around and sees all the inmates in the cell are also wearing dark wing duck hats masks and capes Mm-hmm. You know, I missed. Uh, oh man, I missed my favorite animation scene, Mike. Uh, when the fridge dropped, when the fridge dropped on him, and he was so tiny when he came out from under it. I like that. Oh, I forgot to mention that though. Oh, He's man. all smashed. He's a little. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty funny. Um, so now we finally check back on Tuscanini. Yeah, he, he finally he gets a phone book, and who's he trying to call? Well, he notices in the newspaper that Launchpad McQuack is Darkwing, or so everybody thinks. Mm-hmm. And he decides, you know, he goes, this is a serious miscue. Um, so he decides to call. He gets the phone number and calls Drake's house and gets Goslin. This is the last time just... you... Oh, my bad, Mike. Go ahead. Keep going. What happened? I was going to ask, when's the last time you used the phone book? Uh, I don't even have a phone book. It's probably at least five, six years. <laughs> That's the last time you used one? Five, six years? Maybe even longer than that. I was going to say, man, I've, I don't I think it's probably been like 20 years. 20, I wouldn't say 20, but the last one I probably got was like 10 years ago. Ooh. <laughs> Who needs them? <laughs> um, so Tuscanini calls Goslin, finds out that that is where Launchpad lives. That's all he needs, and he mm-hmm. hangs up. And he tells the Penguins, um, time to have a new script. This one's a comedy, the destruction of Darkwing Duck. <laughs> and now I'll mention I do love the Penguins in this episode because they're animated so well. Like yes. they have so they have so much personality. These Penguins, I mean, they're mute. They don't talk, mm-hmm. but they're like they're still. They have so much life. I love how they run around like catering to every single one of Tuscanini's overindulgent whims. Mm-hmm. Like they're running in and out of the shot. They're like all over the place. Like I love these guys. Yeah. And those blue eyes they have give them like a sinister look. Yeah, that's why that's why I mentioned them at the beginning, man. I really like them in this episode and how they were animated. They 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 really look good. They sharp. They are sharp on this episode. They complement Tuscanini really well. Mm-hmm. Like he works better because he has these guys with him. Yeah. So now Tuscanini has changed the script. Now we got an aviation script coming out. <laughs> yeah, he throws on he throws on a um aviation outfit. Uh, you know the the jacket, the hat, and everything, and he gets a time bomb. You know, the, the penguins pull out a time bomb and he gets he gets launch pads address. It's five three seven Avian Way, the only time we learn the address. 
But because he's eating a jelly donut, the jelly squirts on the paper and turns a seven into a nine. Geez, I wonder whose address that could be. <laughs> oh, gee. Oh, gee, yeah. Um, so we cut back to the jail. Um, they bailed Darkwing out, but they're taking time to take pictures of Launchpad with the cops. Mm-hmm. And Goslin is like, Goslin's, you know, pricing out the, the the price of the photos to the cops. You know, this is this is this much for the eight by tens and twelve fifty for the wallet size, and the look Darkwing gives her. Yeah. I love it. He just like glares at her. It's a great drawing. So um what is Tuscany doing now, Will? He's uh he he's planning to go to to um the Motherfoots and he wants to blow it up. Well he's and, planning on going to Drake's house to blow it up. Well Watch yeah, the Drake. House. Yeah. But, the but did did you notice the plane though? Didn't it look like the Joyrider? Yeah, that's the exact same plane. Okay, I was gonna say I was yeah, like, man <laughs> That's the same plane. Yeah. Um but he, you know, he has the penguin check the address. It's five three nine because the jelly is still on it. Yeah. And we see Herb and Binky outside barbecuing, and they throw the time bomb into one of the windows. And Herb is like, "Did you hear something?" And <laughs> the entire house explodes. Yeah. All of it. It's it's reduced to just matchsticks basically. And that's when Herb goes, "Did you put tin foil in the microwave again?" <laughs> I would go. No, oh. no, well, well, well. The fact that he says again, again, means yeah. this happened before. Yeah. The yeah. only thing that I felt they did wrong on this scene was I wish they would have had uh, her cooking the coconut burgers. I guess they haven't established that. Yeah, that's notice the only... no tank either. <laughs> yeah, there's. Oh yeah, I didn't even notice that. I didn't even think about that. And then there is an animation mistake. Uh, Darkwing, Launchpad, Goslin, and Honker pull up in the station wagon. And when they cut inside the car, it's actually Darkwing sitting in the car when it should be Drake. Oh, I didn't catch that. Mm-hmm. Oh, good eye, Mike. I did not catch that one. So Tuscanini notices they made a mistake until he gets a look at the kids going into the house. Yeah. And rarely do the villains target the kids. Mm-hmm. So this actually makes Tuscanini a bit more dangerous than you'd think he would be. Like he takes a look at them. He goes, "Ooh, he has children. <laughs> and it's like, whoa, okay. Usually the villains aren't like, let's kill the kids, but Tuscanini, he's going after the kids. Yep. Yeah. And then, yeah, and then we get Darkwing. He's going through like an identity crisis. Yeah, I love <laughs> this scene. This is my favorite scene. They're up in the attic, Darkwing and Launchpad. These are the scenes. I think this has the best animation. Mm-hmm. Launchpad, especially in this scene, looks fantastic. Yeah. Like this is the these are the best Launchpad drawings I've ever seen. And the drawings on Drake are really funny, too. He's trying out different costumes. Um, he tries – the first one's the Midnight Mallard. It's kind of like you know a bruiser suit outfit, kind of like someone mm-hmm. you'd meet in a dark alley. Then he does a, a costume. He calls himself the Mysterious Snicker Snack. <laughs> I didn't like, like that one at all. It's so ridiculous <laughs> it would give Quacker Jack a run for his money. Mm-hmm. And then we get Super Meta. He comes mm-hmm. in as Double O Duck. Yeah. And come on, this is so meta. Because he comes in, he goes, Pond, James Pond. And he walks up with the martini. Yeah. And what does Launchpad say? Oh, I don't remember what he, he says. He goes, I don't know. It seems kind of silly. Yeah. And, then, and Drake looks right at the camera like, I'm not going to say it. You know, it's like, because <laughs> what was the show going to be called? Double O Duck. I'm pretty sure this scene was added later. Because I guarantee when this episode was written, the show was still Double O Duck. Mm-hmm. 
you know? So I think it was probably added later to just make fun of it a little bit. Gotta yeah. be. Yeah, probably so. So Tuscanini shows up while Darkwing Launchpad are busy upstairs. He shows up as Steven Spectacle. Yeah. No points for guessing who that's supposed to be. <laughs> because when he was uh, in the aviation shoot, uh, suit, he was the Scarlet Baron, right? Um, no, the great Walrus Pepper. Okay. Yeah. Um, you cl- not, not, a, not a bad guess, though. Okay. Um, but, he, but he comes in as Steven Spectacle. He has the beard. He has a Steven Spielberg Hawaiian shirt. Um, and, like, the, the Steven Spielberg baseball cap. <laughs> and, you know, Goslin's like, let me guess. You want to make a movie about Darkwing Duck? Take a number. But Tuscanini kind of, you know, entices her by saying, no, 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 this is a documentary about the life of Darkwing and the people who live with him. Yeah. Goslin's like, yeah, we're going to be movie stars, honker. But then um, Tuscanini and the Penguins kidnap the kids mm-hmm. and they leave. Yep. Like and he captures I- Goslin in a megaphone and they throw honker in the camera. Yeah, but Darkwing finds out pretty quick they've been kidnapped when he finds that uh, popcorn bucket. Yeah, he comes out as one more disguise. It's the Scarlet Baffle Quack, um, which which he falls down the stairs. um, And then he (laughs) he notices the popcorn bucket, and they have a really quick shot of the inside. Like, Tuscanini's ransom note is all written on the inside of the bucket. Mm -hmm. Um, And and basically the ransom note says, if you want to see the kids alive, bring the Diamond Duck to the movie theater. Yep. And Darkwing realizes it's basically just a trap to lo- a bait to lure Darkwing into a death trap. Mm-hmm. And Launchpad's like, I don't need the death trap. <laughs> <laughs> but then might we get an entrance? Mm-hmm. Um. And oh yes, yes. But before I get there, I wanted to mm-hmm. mention one thing. I really like when Tuscanini comes into the theater, and he throws the kids into the popcorn machine. Mm-hmm. I love the animation of Goslin fighting with the penguins and she kicks one right in the face. And there's a great shot I've always loved. And it's very subtle. When she mentions Darkwing, the injured penguin looks at her and his lip begins to quiver like he's scared. (laughs) And I really love the way these guys are drawn. This is the last time I'll get to say it. I love these penguins. And Tuscanini says, you know, you know, we were counting on Darkwing Duck coming. Mm hmm. And Launchpad does show up as Darkwing Decoy again. And this is where the, the funny entrances are finally established. Launchpad comes in and goes, I am the tenor that sings in the night. I am the road salt that rots the underside of your car. <laughs> and that was it. That's yep. all Tad Stones needed. He heard that and he's like, that's it. That's Darkwing's thing. Mm-hmm. This is where it's established. Yep. So Launchpad's knocked out. Yeah, he gets ambushed. Yeah, yeah, he gets hit right in the head with the Tuscanini's cane. But that's part of the plan. Oh, yeah. He's tossing the the popcorn machine with the kids. And And what is Tuscanini's trap? What is he going to do to them? Well, he's going to burn them with the butter. But he was really upset that he noticed that LP had a fake diamond duck. Yeah, it wasn't real. He smashes it on the ground. He's going to burn them with the butter. He says the, the butter would burn through their feathers or something yeah, like that. Yeah, they're fricassee their feathers. <laughs> but, and then uh, uh, DW shows up. With that laughter again. Mm-hmm. Like, he's got that really crazy laughter. Like, it sounds like Negaduck laughing. And uh, Tuscanini goes, you're a ventriloquist. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's coming from the theater. So we have our fight. Um, basically, it's Darkwing fighting the penguins. 
not really Tuscanini. Yeah. Uh, but the penguins are cool to dress as ushers, and they have flashlight nunchucks. Mm-hmm. Well, that's pretty cool. Yeah. And Launchpad has to f- find a way to get them out of the popcorn machine. What is yeah. what is Launchpad's plan? Eat eat <laughs> his way out. <laughs> Come on, kids, start chomping. <laughs> so here is Honker's one contribution to the episode. Gosling asks Honker, you know, come on, Honker, think of something. Honker looks around for a little bit and then goes, we need more popcorn. And Gosling (laughs) goes, I'm surrounded by madmen. When my daughter was watching this with me last night, Helena started laughing at that part. She found that one, the the part, the funniest part of the episode. Um, Gosling saying that. And they're like, come on, Launchpad, we need more popcorn. And the idea is the extra popcorn is going to absorb the butter. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Honker's not going to talk again. Um, see these early episodes; they have no idea how to use Honker. Yeah, I mean, because you know he's still like the fourth wheel right now. He's not really part of the crew yet, you know. Yeah, they're trying to figure out what makes him work. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they end up knocking the popcorn, the extra popcorn, into the machine. The machine explodes and floods the movie theater. Yeah, and then the penguins are on Tuscanini like he's a like, like a little raft or something. <laughs> yeah, Tuscanini proposes the next film should be nautical. <laughs> he's always thinking of movies, that guy. Mm-hmm. But they 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 burst out of the front door of the theater, and there's the cops and Tom Lockjaw right there. Yeah, so he's arrested. He's locked up. He's captured. Yep, and Darkwing is up on the top of the theater marquee and thanks Launchpad specifically right in front of the cops and the Tom Lockjaw so that everybody sees that Launchpad is not Darkwing. Yeah, LP confesses it too, that I, I'm not uh, I'm not Darkwing. Did you notice that when Launchpad gets out of the popcorn, he's dressed as Darkwing, but when Lockjaw starts interviewing him, he's dressed in his pilot outfit? Oh my God, I did not catch that. They ain't my good eye today. <laughs> and Launchpad turns to the camera and he goes, I'm sorry, I am not Darkwing Duck. And Goslin pops up and waves. Mm-hmm. And this is great. Launchpad goes, um, he is a true hero. This was just a part of his heinous plan. <laughs> Darkwing's like, that's ingenious. Yeah. <laughs> but Lockjaw, he's not happy. He got it incorrect, you know, as but a reporter. Lockjaw blows it off. He's like, but... Who cares? Yeah. <laughs> and he mentions uh, two new uh, pandas have been born at the St. Canard Zoo. And you see the pandas beating the crap out of each other. Yeah, Drake ain't <laughs> happy about that. He didn't get his fame, man. He didn't no, get it. No, he didn't get even his 15 minutes of fame, like nothing. You know, he's been <laughs> blown off. And Gosling's like, how do you think I feel? I just have a truckload of Darkwing Duck shirts. Mm-hmm. And what's Launchpad's plan? Uh, he Didn't he want to make money off the shirts, too? No, Launchpad wants to dress up as a panda. As the panda? <laughs> yeah, because Goslin says, I wonder if the pandas have an agent. <laughs> and, you know, that's how we end. You know, yeah. Goslin wants to make a fortune off milking the pandas. Yeah. And that's a duck by any other name. It's It doesn't seem so strong when you put it up against all the great episodes we've been talking about lately. But I swear, if you smack this one in the middle of the first week of shows... It was solid. Yeah, it, it was solid. If we had done Apes of Wrath or um, Getting Antsy and moved on to this one right away, mm-hmm. we would have been all over this one. Like, we would have said how great this one was. Yeah. But not as strong, though, when you when we're dealing with it this late. Mm-hmm. You know? So, uh, uh, I like it. Ga- I do yeah, like I was going to ask you. Uh, yeah, how, how many gas guns are you going to give this one? I'm going to give it three and a half. 
Three and a half? Okay. Because I'm being fair to it. I think I need to be fair to it. And I think it does a good job establishing Tuscanini. He does come across as a very credible threat. He does seem dangerous. I love the Penguins. The animation is phenomenal, especially on Launchpad. I love how he's drawn. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a fun episode. It's a little okay. cliched with the superhero identity plot. It is cliched, but I like it. I do like it. How about you? Uh, I'm going to give it a three. Uh, I like it all around. You know, the Mudderfoots are solid in it. Um, you know, the Penguins. To me, the Penguins, I like them better than Tuscanini in this episode. I really like the Penguins in this one. They steal the show. Yeah, the only thing – I, you know what? I'm not even going to say the only thing I didn't like yet. I like, I love Lockjaw's reaction throughout this whole episode. Like, he is so into this whole reporting and so into, uh, you know, covering the, this action and revealing Darkwing's identity. He's so into it, you know? It's a good introduction to him. Yeah, it definitely is. It's a great episode to me. Uh, Goslin is being Goslin. She's hustling, nickel and diming folks, you know, making a quick buck, uh, you know – I thought that aviation scene was like a kind of like a tribute to uh, Snoopy and the Red Baron. It kind you know, of feels like that a little bit. Yeah, it kind of feels like that that World War II type feel or World War One or something, you know? Yeah, World War One. Yeah, but you know, overall, it's solid. The only my only complaint is that double Darkwing look. Ugh, I just don't like that, you know? I'm you aren't a fan. You aren't a fan of Darkwing decoy. Yeah, I'm not yeah, a I'm fan not of it at all. Other than that, though, like. It shouldn't be punished because of where it, it where it aired, you know. Yeah. Kind of. Like, yeah. It definitely shouldn't. But for where, if you put it with the very beginning of the episode, it will hold its own, man. In my opinion, it's it's the very an- good. Yeah. The animation helps too. Yeah, definitely. So, uh, yeah, I give it a three, Mike. Um, now before we re- got on air, you wanted us to rescore Tuscanini. We have to say goodbye to Tuscanini. Like this is the end of him. Mm-hmm. And we scored him at the beginning of Film Flam. I'm just at the end of Film Flam. I'm sorry, but I'm just curious if our opinion of him has changed a okay. year later. Okay. Because it has been a year, about a year since the last, the first Tuscanini episode we did. Your score a year ago was two and a half. Would okay. you change it now? I would. What would you give him now? I would give him, I would give him a three because okay. Adopticon and uh, Merchant of Menace. Are really solid not Mer- and not Merchant of Menace. Are you talking about Slaves to Fashion? Slaves to Fashion. There we go. Yeah, it's really Merchant of Menace wasn't him. It was the the Weasel? The Weasel Loman. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. So I, I'm gonna get. I'm gonna up him a three, man. I I really like Tuscanini. His personality, you know, it, it's solid to me, man. I'm gonna do the exact same thing. I'm gonna bump him up to a three. Okay. Um, because the episodes where he works, he actually does work. It's just a shame for me. I still have that stigma of his first two episodes being Film Flam and Hush Hush We Charlatan, which are not really great episodes. And that kind of tainted him for me for a very long time. Mm-hmm. But when you go back to later episodes, Adopticon is super, super funny. Mm-hmm. And this one is just a very polished episode that presents him very well. And Slaves to Fashion is okay. And yeah. I love those penguins. And we haven't mentioned the voice actor in a while. I think Kenneth Mars really gets into this role. Mm-hmm. He's very theatrical. He's having fun with it. I think there's potential with Tuscanini that since they dropped him so fast, they never got back to. They never yeah. were able to do anything with him where I think they could have. 
Okay. I just think so, everyone kind of just got tired of him. They stopped pitching Tuscanini stories, I guess. And I think he could have been a stronger villain if they had pe- paid more attention to him. So hmm. I want to give him a three. I want to be fair to him. Okay. All right. So that's the end of Tuscanini. Uh, Mike, what episode we got next? Okay. So um, we're talking about an episode called Let's Get Respectable. This is the episode where they give Darkling an image makeover. Oh, yeah, I know this episode. <laughs> um, this one has its moments. It's got Negaduck in it, so that helps. It's an interesting episode. Not one of my favorites. I like it, but that's next week. Okay. All right, so, Mike, for the people who are uh, tuning in to us for the first time, where can they find us? Uh, we're everywhere, man. Uh, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, Amazon, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, iTunes and also YouTube and Pandora and iHeartRadio and probably a whole bunch of other apps I haven't even mentioned. Um, but we're everywhere. We're really, really easy to find. Um, and Will, do you have any shout outs? You know, I'm not going to shout out everybody. You said this episode comes out on the week of Thanksgiving, so I'm just going to wish everybody a happy Thanksgiving, man. Y'all enjoy it. Have fun and be safe, man. Yeah, this has been a crazy year. I think it's. Mm-hmm. I think everyone deserves to have a good holiday, however you're able to celebrate it. I know some people it's probably going to be hard. Um, it's going to be a very interesting holiday season, that's for sure. But just do your best to enjoy yourself. I think we've all earned it after this past year. All right. You know, all right, not, so guys. Go no, ahead, I'm good. I'm just saying, you know, we, we really earned some happy holidays here. I think we uh, let's just end 2020 with a bang. Okay. All right, guys, so that's it for this episode of our podcast. Uh, Make sure y'all tune in next week. And remember, stay dangerous. Have a good night, everyone. Good night, everybody.